whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Well, uh, you know, we were surprised when you guys announced the tour. Mm -hmm. Because you only play one gig in Germany. But we were obviously delighted that you played in Munich. Yeah. How come? <laughs> well, it's 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 a long story, and I'm gonna I'm, or long story. It's actually pretty simple. Uh, we uh, um, originally, um, when we planned 2019, yeah. um, the idea was for us to do one big European tour. Yeah. It was just going to be. Uh, you know, it's going to be seven, seven, eight shows in Germany and, you know, Spain, everywhere, like all the corners of, of Europe. And um, then Metallica asked us to do the tour. And I said, I, I mean, yes, of course, I'd love to. But what does it mean like for our already booked tour like what what do we do yeah. we hadn't announced the first tour yet um well you can keep do you know the promoters they're fine with you playing this 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 and this and this mm -hmm. but the promoters don't like you to do that 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 because that will infringe on 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 metallica sales you know yeah so we ended up doing the february run Uh, you know, some of the shows were doing really great on their own, yeah. but as, you know, if if the if the shows were too close to a Metallica date, and the Metallica shows were already announced, you know, we we would do a little bit because people think that if I can just wait four months and I can see them with Metallica, that's yeah. way better. Yeah. Obviously, not thinking. Obviously, they don't know that. If you see us open up for Metallica, it's going to be a fraction of what we usually do. <laughs> So as soon as we were done with Metallica, we could announce these shows. But the promoter here was only comfortable just because of the sh short time span. Mm -hmm. You know, from August to December, it's just yeah. three months, which is very short yeah. in terms of planning or, uh, you know, tickets and all that. So they were only comfortable with us doing Munich. Whereas originally I wanted to do like Munich, Berlin, Um, you know, one more over in uh, you know the Ruhr area, yeah, and yeah. and maybe Bremen, yeah, Dusseldorf, um, Offenbach, um, you know Freiburg. You, we would have done so many more things, but at the end of the day, it's it's the promoter chooses what he yeah. or she wants to do. So uh, yeah, I'm not pleased with it. I don't like this. I, I really wanted to to play more shows in Germany. Just, but between, just between you and me, mm. when you when you play with Metallica, mm. do you sell any merchandise? We do because we we are we we are, you know, pretty s strong when it comes to merchandise. Yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, when you're playing in front of seventy thousand people, uh, that comes for Metallica. Of course, um, you know, when you're playing that big of a show, a lot of people that goes to shows like that aren't even the sort of people that buys merchandise. That's true. That's because true. Yeah. they don't. Not every, not all of them are like huge fans of anything. Yeah. They come because it's a party, and they come because it's a show, and they know that Metallica are old icon heroes, you know. And they might have heard Enter Sandman or Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. Um, you know that that's one of the things with when you're when you are an older act with a lot of history, and you're, you know, Metallica especially, they are such. 
superheroes. They they are icons, you know. They are much more so than a lot of other heavy metal bands. You know, everybody knows who James Hetfield is. Everybody knows who Lars Ulrich is. True, you know, true. Kirk Hammett, of course, and Rob as well. They they're all very well known. So it becomes more of an event when, you know, if people go see Toto, it's more like you want to see, you want to hear the songs. It's not so much who's playing, you know, the congas this time. Um, No, no offense to Toto, I love Toto. So, but but I'm just saying that that that's why you have this massive surge of people showing up when you're playing with bands like like U2 or you know because everybody wants to be where the the action is. So when you're supporting on a tour like that, you can never, ever expect to do greatly. The, 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 the reason why you're there is to expose you and what you're doing. You show off what you're capable of. That's what you're, why you do those tours. Yeah. And uh, the Metallica tour, we, we played in front of roughly... I know that they sold that one and a half million uh, tickets... And we played in front of maybe 60 to 70% to 100%, yeah. depending on di- different yeah. venues. Some, yeah. some places were full when we were playing. So we were playing in front of roughly a million people. And that, that helps. <laughs> that helps. You know, <laughs> you know it's good. It's, it's never, I'm, I'm so happy that we did the tour. But to answer the question about why we're doing one show in Germany now, that's because of that tour. Yeah. yeah. But I thought like... Compared to 2013 when you played with Iron Maiden and I saw you there. Mm. And I was one of those people standing there with question marks. You know, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Mm. I think that the Metallica tour went so much better already for Ghost. As yes. far as I could see, I just from the, from the gig community here. Yeah. I was like, okay, people know them. People accept them. I didn't look at the back because I was standing really up front to see you guys. So I thought it was good. Yeah. Five years later. You know, but but that, I'm not, and that's not a uh, that's not a point of finger at you. I'm just saying that uh, I think that 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 is part of being a growing band. Yeah. You do if you want to be a touring band, you have to tour. If you want to play in a lot of in front of a lot of people, you have to play in front of a lot of people. It's 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 as easy as that. So the only way to do that is usually unless you're like this unbelievable overnight success with the massive mainstream radio. And you become, you go from nothing to your own headline act like that. What you do is you go on and tour with bigger bands. Yeah. Everybody has done that. Yeah. ACDC was opening up for The Who, you know, and for Black Sabbath, for, uh, and, and Metallica opened up for ACDC. Metallica opened up for Ozzy Osbourne and, and so on. Yeah. And uh, Iron Maiden opened up for Judas Priest and Rainbow. That's what you do. That's, you know, that's how you do it. You know, it's, it's the end of the decade. It, at the beginning of this decade, have you ever dreamed of, by the end of it, you'll be one of the, the top leading hard rock slash metal bands in the whole world? I've been dreaming about it, but I, I wasn't... Um... I know it's not a five-year plan, but, you know, just, it's just you know, we're getting too close to 2020, so it's, it's just insane, isn't it? Or was it just, um, it's so hard to, to, to give you a straight answer. Not because I don't want to be truthful or anything. I, I want to be truthful, but I'm saying that the tr- I, I, my truth is that I had my dreams and visions on one side, and then there's this curbed enthusiasm, I guess, or this yeah. like uh, realism to whatever 
extent someone like myself can be realistic, but I try to be I try to be in touch with some sort of pragmatic self. Um just because I'm so adamant about getting my shit done. So yeah. I, I want to do if I, I if I were if I were only a dreamer, if I only dreamt my whole fucking day away, not applying any of my dreams into some sort of reality, I would have still been dreaming at a fucking uh, telephone uh, call center. Um, there are a lot of dreamers, but you need to have some sort of uh, grasp of how things work. Yeah. And I, when I started touring for real with Ghost, um, I quickly um, started scanning like what was going on like what are what are people doing like what what are we what where where do we fit in are we different yeah 10 years ago we were very different from from most other bands that were in the in the sort of the major circuit of bands touring yeah. uh most uh festivals were were crammed with a lot of the old bands that that some of them still exist some of them are not around anymore and there were a lot of emo bands a lot of like deathcore you know that that whole sort of genre was still very active now it's sort of faded away and a lot of big bands are 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 disappearing and um i picked up relatively quick that there will be a need for a band like us if it's us if it's ghost fine mm-hmm. but i think there might be either us or something else that will be, you know, to, to, put, to, to put it in a very practical way. There is a need for big headliners. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, this is, this is very, uh, it's a very gloomy, doomy thing to say. But, you know, 20 years from now, all of the big ones will be gone. And that, that's... But... The good thing is that hopefully there will be new bands. And uh, the same way that 20 years ago, there might be 40, 50-year-olds sitting there like, all these heroes will be gone just because, (laughs) you know, obviously now 20 years later, you you still have Eric Clapton, you still have The Who, we still have Paul McCartney, we still have Elton John, yeah. we still have a lot of them. Bob Dylan's still touring. I just saw him recently, <laughs> fucking great. But, you know, but we need new bands. And I'm talking to you kids. You need to form bands. You need to dream big. Think of yourself as the potentials. And um, I, I started doing that. Maybe 10 years ago, I, I dreamt more, but... Definitely during the last decade, I, I've, been, I've been seeing us doing a lot of things um, and credited, credited for doing things the right way. Yeah. And, and, and if, you're, if you're being uh, clap, you know, patted on the shoulder for doing the right thing, you'd be one wise to start doing the wrong thing. So you, you play the game and you do what you need to do in order to get there. Mm. Um, as a, as a football player would come to practice, even if you want to be a football player, I want to just I want to, I just want to shoot goals, right? 
yeah, but you have to come to practice anyway. You have to go to the physio. You still have to stretch. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't just be the, the you know, the, the fucking München Gladbach hero <laughs> without coming to practice and, and having done so for the last 20 years, yeah. even yeah. if you're just 22. So what's the challenge yeah. now? What's the challenge now for Ghost? It's a challenge to stay, to keep everything sort of as it is, mm. or is it a challenge to, to alter things? You know, you reinvent yourself all the time, period-wise. But how, what do you do musically? You know, how, how, do, you, how do you keep progressing? Is, is, it's, is it's, that, it's is a, difficult it's, to think of? Uh, no, I think about it all the time. Uh, so it's not difficult. Uh, I don't find it very uh, burdening either because I, I feel that a lot of the things that I have in my head that I know that we're already in the process of, of um, planning um, will blow people's minds because what we're doing now is great. I know that we can do much better. Okay. It's just a, it's just an administrative an administrative planning thing. Um, the hard bit will be on the next album cycle to find a way where um, our very very fixed production that fits greatly, you know, into the Olympiale. <laughs> yeah. Um, how to um, and, and I think that this is a, this is a, a thing that happens to that has happened to many many bands over the course of history and I know a lot of bands still today have this similar problem where you are you're doing really good in, in this this and this country and for some reason you're not taking off over here mm -hmm. or the economy is bad over here or you know there, there are the circumstances that that doesn't allow for you to play uh, with the same production the same delivery every time uh, today is a little bit more of a it's just a planning snafu and, and uh, apparently we couldn't move the show which is fine uh, but irritating <laughs> Um, but I think that the, the, the greatest problem now, looking at the next album cycle, except for making a great record and, and all that, but, but it's to um, how to take that show to everyone. Mm -hmm. Because it's, um, that is, it, it's difficult. Because when, you're a, when you are a band... If you're a three-piece band, if you're if if you're a two-piece band, if you if you're White Stripes, they had such <laughs> a great thing because they were two people with crew. They were like maybe ten people, yeah. like <laughs> exactly. So they could, as they grew, they could do all those steps very easily because they could. As long as the stage was uh, a big white curtain and a big red curtain and a big black curtain on stage, they only needed a few lamps and them playing. And it felt like a great, big, big, big white stripes show. Yeah. Um, whereas our production is now 
to the point where certain countries, if they are just slightly too far away or experience some sort of economical thing, we can't go there. And we have to uh, exclude countries in the world because it's like we don't even have to entertain the idea of going to China, for example, because they will absolutely not allow us there anyway. <laughs> so let's just not focus <laughs> on that. Let's hope when maybe 20 years in the future, if we consist, if uh, we exist in these parts of the world for 20 more years and we do that really well and we continue playing where we can play and do it really well over the course of 20 years maybe China will have a revolution maybe countries like that will be there might be like an uh, you know in, in, in uh, uh, like a throw over of the government and and uh, and it will open up to a like a modern sort of thinking yeah. nation maybe the very war-ridden Middle East 20 years from now maybe they are Maybe Iran is one country that you go and play in, yeah. you know. I would love that. Mm. That would be fantastic. I really, really hope for, like, a real, a, a, you know, a real positive Arab Spring. That would be fucking fantastic. The best thing could happen in the, in the world, except for, you know, environmental changes. Um, but until then, in a lot of countries... Not only just speaking about these, but but just in general, you, I think that now we have to we have come to a point where we have to decide: these countries work. This is where we can go play big arena shows. <coughs> people show up in the countries where that doesn't work. We'll just not come for quite a while because we 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 need to. It's such a big, expensive operation that uh, sooner or later you have to sort of like redefine and just like oh so okay so what do we do like what are we doing yeah. uh, and that's basically where I am right now I just you know we're going to take such a massive jump and, and, and a big risk with the next album cycle that it needs to be a little bit more um, planned out but hey no burden <laughs> just no burden <laughs> no burden, no. But I'm I'm so far into it. I, I you know I'm, it's kind of like uh, you know having uh, second thoughts about jumping in the ocean when you when you when you're just because it's cold when you're you're already swimming. I'm already up. I'm already in the middle of the ocean swimming with a little, you know, floater. So it's like I, it's too late to to go back. You can only continue that way for as long as it for as long as it works maybe we won't be around in 20 years to see all those nice things that i hope for the 20, for the future to see maybe we won't be in demand 5 years from now maybe there's something else that's much cooler or much more fun whatever i doubt it i doubt it how does how does ghost celebrate christmas very conventionally <clears throat> yeah actually i i can only speak for myself but but i am uh, you know i'm i have two kids and they're Uh, once you, uh, I found that. I mean, I've I've always been a big fan of Christmas as a as a as a with, with, without a better way to say, it, but as a commercial holiday. You know, okay. uh, meaning that I like the food, I like the films, I like the yeah. the ambiance. You yeah. know, I like I like the idea of Christmas. That's how you grow up, right? 
I mean, yeah, the commercial idea of Christmas exactly. it makes me feel good. What do you get used to? What do you, what do you like about it? Because you, I think you grow up with it, and that's what you see. Yeah, I think that very few people in the Western world celebrate Christmas for Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's actually true. <laughs> uh, and um, so I, I've always been a fan, but but ever since you know when you when you sort of uh, start cutting your ties a little with with family stuff yeah. when you're like. Yes, you know, teenager, and and uh, you know everything becomes boring, and everything becomes like a drag. And then when you're in your twenties, there's this sort of middle phase uh, when Christmas isn't that important. You like going to the Christmas dinner, yeah. and you come to a decorated home. That's great, but yeah. your home is sort of not Christmassy. Um, but you know, when I got kids, when I had my 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 son and my daughter, you know, everything starts over. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! And I like that. I love that. I, I I love having a Christmas tree, and I love having Christmas decorations. And uh, Christmas is a big thing for us because uh, our kids are born on Christmas Eve. Oh, you so can, yeah. Can. So it becomes like a triple. If you count Jesus in, <laughs> if it's a triple birthday party, they're born Christmas Eve. Yeah. Holy crap! So only like one child present a year. <clears throat> It's been absolutely insane some years, especially when they, they're they're turning eleven now. So they they are sort yeah. of slowly drifting away from playing. You know, they're not playing with toys anymore. Really, they, they you know they're they're in the in, in that twilight zone between kids and they're kids at certain points in time, and then all of a sudden they're teenagers, and then after that they become kids again and they still want to sleep in your bed, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and so. Um, but when they were when they were children, like small children, and and every you know they like they like toys, uh, you know between their birthday and Christmas gifts, their birthday gifts, it, it was insane. Like it was so much. It looked like one of those mountains of 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 you know uh, empty cartons that they have when you come into like a. a, a no, like a shopping center oh, okay. where they have this token Christmas tree with empty wrapped boxes, but because there are so many, it took half half of our our uh, living room. Uh, but I love it though. I like it, and and but I like it for for the quiet moments. I like it for the films and the ambiance. And we live we live in the middle of Stockholm as well, and. In a very sort of a pretty neighborhood, it looks very, like a lot of old houses. And around Christmas, um, most people, a lot of the young people, just because they are not from Stockholm originally, they yeah. sort of fuck off. Yeah. So our part of the town is so quiet. It's great. You can just walk around Christmas, and it's like snow. Most, if you're lucky, there's a lot of snow, and it's just beautiful. I like it. I love it. I'm really looking forward to coming home to Christmas now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got you in the mood. I have no further questions. Thank you very much. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.